And in local news, the Designery of North Raleigh is holding a grand opening event at noon on May 16th. Please stop by and join the party. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of the Designery. I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. Uh, we're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Jack Hagel. 2023 is in the books, which means it's time to update the WREL Promise Tracker. It's our annual report card for Democratic Governor Roy Cooper, a progress report on some of his most ambitious campaign promises. And it's one of the many ways we try to hold government officials to account. WREL State Government reporter Travis Fain has been the steward of the Promise Tracker, and he joins us now for the latest. Travis, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get into Cooper's performance, tell us what the Promise Tracker is and what you're measuring. So this version of the Promise Tracker, the second term Promise Tracker, is nine different things where the governor said during the campaign, which was kind of a shortened campaign because of the pandemic, as I'm sure everyone remembers, these are goals. If you elect me, here's the here are the kind of things I'm going to work on. Now, the word promise is gets a little bit, what is a promise in a campaign? You know, if the governor says, I am going to try to do X, Y, and Z, he's not saying he will do X, Y, and Z. He's going to try. But we're kind of grading him on, did you try hard enough and how successful were you? Uh, because, look, what what good is a promise to try uh, if you don't do more than that? So it's a little liberal, a little liberal, our definition of promise, uh, but we think it's a good way to kind of grade the governor's term. Now, the political landscape has always been kind of tricky for Cooper, but it became a little bit harder in 2023. Why? Well, right. So Republicans his whole time in office have controlled both chambers of the General Assembly. The only question has been how often have, had, have they had supermajorities, uh, which make it so he can't veto anything. At least he, can, he can't veto it permanently. They're going to pass it uh, whether he wants it to be a law or not. And in 2023, uh, the House Republicans were one short, one seat short of a veto-proof majority. And then there was a party switch, a very high-profile one. So they were able to pass anything once that happened over him. And it, so he's had very little leverage for quite a lot of his second term. And obviously everyone understands less leverage equals less ability to get the things done that you want to get done to keep your promises. Now, nonetheless, he managed to make good on some promises. Uh, where did he make progress? So this year, the big one was Medicaid expansion, uh, which is health insurance, government-funded health insurance for basically the working poor in North Carolina. Democrats have wanted to expand it for more than a decade. And uh, it was one of Governor Cooper's top priorities. And it was achieved this year because Republicans finally got on board with it after standing in the way of it for, for many years for various reasons, kind of flipped on it and said, you know what, this is a good idea. So hundreds of thousands of people will get just essentially free health insurance uh, because of this policy change. And that's that we, we mark that as a promise achieved for the governor. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear more about Governor Roy Cooper's progress in 2023, and we'll look ahead to 2024. Stick around. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. 
WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the WRL Daily Download. We're talking with WRL state government reporter Travis Fain, who's been tracking Governor Roy Cooper's campaign promises. Travis, before the break, you mentioned that Governor Cooper achieved his biggest policy goal, which was Medicaid expansion. But that came with a political cost, right? Yeah. So when Republicans kind of got on board with this, uh, you know, you don't in politics agree with your opponent without extracting something. Even if you finally think it's a good idea, as Republicans did on Medicaid expansion, what they extracted was, well, Medicaid expansion, we're going to vote for it, but it won't take effect until a budget passes. And the budget is loaded with Republican priorities that gov- uh, that a Governor Roy Cooper would not normally swallow, uh, although we've already kind of talked about what limited ability he has to stop these things as a Democrat against a Republican supermajority. But even that ability was shrunk uh, by Republicans saying, all right, yeah, you can have this multi-billion dollar Medicaid expansion that helps all these people, but also it only happens if the budget passes, which has all our priorities in it, which among other things included a massive expansion in private school vouchers. Uh, so taxpayer money that goes to families that want to send their kids to private schools. It's hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that was added there. Something Roy Cooper would not normally be okay with, but he kind of had to swallow to get Medicaid expansion. Now, talking about education funding, he was able to make good on a promise to boost school construction. How much of that was his doing? So some of it, I mean, it's always a little tough to say, you know, we don't live in a vacuum, right? And if Republicans aren't for it, then it's not going to move through the General Assembly. And it takes the General Assembly and the governor somewhat together to, to move things forward. Uh, school construction is something that the governor for years and years and years has wanted to boost. Most school sc- construction is handled by the districts, by the counties, and the state funds uh, the day-to-day operations. But there is always has been some state money for that, and it has been going up. The governor years ago wanted to do a $2 billion statewide bond, have voters approve $2 billion in school construction money. We looked at that and said, we're not going to require him to get $2 billion because the bond never got off the ground. But what did happen is Republican budget writers put more and more money into the budget on a pay-as-you-go basis. So Two years ago, they put, I think, $580 million into the budget for this. And then last year, it was like $500 million. This year that we're in right now is like $400 million. And what it had been averaging, school construction funding from the state in Cooper's first term, was about $182 million. So they're more than doubling up every year. And so we looked at it on the trend line three years with a fourth year. Next year, probably going to be upward of $400 million again. We said, you know what? We think he's achieved this. It's a little subjectivity in there, but we think he has. this has happened. Now, as you said, how much of it was him versus Republican budget writers? Well, the Republicans wrote the budget, but he was advocating for this. Now, while there was more money for schools, there wasn't as much money as he would have liked for the people inside them. Uh, he wasn't able to achieve the goals he had for teacher pay, right? Yeah, and this was a big one, too. You know, right up there with Medicaid expansion was the governor saying, I want teachers to be paid in North Carolina at least at the national average. We lag that pretty significantly, something like 22% behind. 
right now. So the average teacher salary, and these numbers all lag. So this is based on 21-22 school year numbers. Something like $54,000 in North Carolina is the average teacher pay. The, the national average, where Cooper wants to get us, is 66000 And our metric has been, all right, do we get to the national average or do we get on a flight path where in the, you know, maybe two years after the governor leaves office, it looks like we're going to hit that. And we're doing neither of those things. Uh, teachers are getting raises every year under Republican budgets, uh, but they're not the numbers that it'll take to catch up with that. Now, we have not failed the governor on that. We haven't said, oh, well, you didn't you didn't do what you say there. One, because he has limited power, but two, because he's got one more year to do it. Technically, next year, they could come in and approve a massive increase. No one expects that. I fully expect this is going to be a failed promise of the governor's, not really because of his fault, but because, you know, people have different priorities. Uh, but he's got one more year to do it, so we're going to leave the door open on that. Now, one goal that Cooper has really wrestled with has been reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Part of this is a case of North Carolina being a victim of its own success, but it's more complicated than that, right? Yeah. I, so let's start with what he said kind of coming into this term. He's he's laid out a number of goals for the state, uh, but the simplest one was one that we looked at and decided, all right, that's going to be our metric. That's, that's what we're going to judge him on. And he said, I want to cut total greenhouse gas emissions in the state by 40 percent by 2025. So that's compared to 2005 levels. So from 2005 to 2025, 40% less greenhouse gas going into the air, uh, and that's largely carbon dioxide uh, into the air. All right, we can judge that. The state tracks that. There's a bunch of math involved. And it looks like we're going to be more in the area of 30%. And so, we again, we talked about a, a flight path, a glide path earlier. We don't, we're not on the right glide path to hit the 40%. We're, we're going down but not, not, not as he has hoped. Looks like he's probably going to fail that eventually, but we're going to give him another year on that one as well because he doesn't wrap up his, his, his second term until the end of 2024. You mentioned the economic growth. Duke Energy, which is far and away the biggest electricity provider in the state of North Carolina, says that we actually think we're going to have demand something like eight times more than what we predicted two years ago when it comes to electricity use. That's because of economic growth. That's because of population growth. And how can you grow that much and also expect to cut greenhouse gas emissions? So it's tough. But also, two years ago, big bipartisan achievement, House Bill 951, massive energy policy bill that was supposed to deflect this curve. You know, it was basically, it was the, the plan for Duke Energy to close coal-fired gas plants, excuse me, coal-fired power plants and replace that generation with something cleaner. Well, as that's been implemented, it hasn't gone as well as, like, say, environmentalists certainly have wanted because it's going to rely more on natural gas, less on solar. And so the implementation of that has not been as strong as groups that are really pushing hard to lower greenhouse gases wanted to see. There has been some consternation with Governor Roy Cooper's administration on this and on other environmental issues because though Roy Cooper is a Democrat, he is not, he's no far lefty Democrat. You know, he is certainly for economic progress, um, and yeah, I, I think he's going to end up failing that promise, but we're not there yet. And what's the rest of the report card look like? 
it's a little bit of a mixed bag. There, there's some. There was one he failed almost out the gate, which he he said he wanted to halt tax cuts. Well, again, Republican budget writers are in control of that, and they immediately cut taxes again and have continued to do so. So that's been listed in the failed column for a few years for us. Um, broadband, though, has been a big win for the governor and for Republican uh, that Republicans in the General Assembly. They have shared this this desire to boost broadband access in rural areas and poor areas of the state. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions, probably more accurate to say billions of dollars in state and federal funding that have flowed for that. Those projects are turning. Uh, we, we marked him achieve the governor on that last year. You know, Nothing changed this year to where we felt we needed to go backwards on that. He's seen some success on increasing teacher diversity. Uh, you know, it, a lot of kids, particularly black kids, go through school and they rarely see someone, particularly a male teacher, who looks like them, whose skin color is the same as them. And there, there's a lot of good research that says it would be better for their education if they did. And so that's been a priority for the Cooper administration and for others. And it's it's a bit of a mixed bag on the metrics there, but the, the trend line is looking good. We passed him on that last year because uh, more people of color are getting into these education preparation programs and moving forward with them. It looks like that's something uh, we gave him a fairly low bar to clear, but he cleared it. Uh, and, and that's kind of a big deal. That's one of those things where, you know, assuming this theory is correct, and it seems to be, is going to pay dividends going forward uh, for years. Uh, something he's not going to get done, uh, but again, we'll give him another year to try. Increase in unemployment benefits. North Carolina has some of the stingiest, lowest unemployment benefits in the United States. He has said he wanted to boost them, but it just has kind of fallen off the radar. And he really doesn't have the support for it in the Republican General Assembly. So uh, as with a lot of things, there's only so much you can do. But, I mean, you're the governor. You, you, you can weather WRAL saying, hey, you didn't keep your promise here. That's okay. Now, are there any major initiatives or efforts that we're not tracking that people should be paying attention to? Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of. We, the first term promise tracker, I think, was 32 promises that we tracked. Uh, this time we dialed it way back to nine. And one of the things that we left out completely uh, was the pandemic. You know, obviously the chief executive of the state of North Carolina has things he needs to do and tell people to do every day during an, during an emergency like COVID-19 was. And we, even though this was coming together in 2020, uh, we, you know, the, the heat of the pandemic, we said we're not going to put this in there because we're going to try to hold him accountable day by day on how his administration handles that. It's you know, we had to think of a metric that we were going to judge by, that we were going to be able to judge by for four years. And so some things just kind of had to be set aside a little bit. And COVID-19 was one of them. And, you know, who knows what else is going to happen? You know, one year from now, we could be talking about the defining moment of Roy Cooper's administration. And, it, it, it you know, it could happen in April of 2024. So, there's plenty of stuff that's not involved here. Well, Travis, thank you for all your effort on keeping the tracker up to date. It's important work. All right. Well, I appreciate it. That's WREL state government reporter Travis Fain. To read the Promise Tracker, search WREL Promise Tracker in your favorite internet search engine, and it should pop right up. Or look for it at WREL.com. I'm Jack Hagel. Thanks for listening. And thanks for listening to the WREL Daily Download and for making this part of your morning routine. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email with triangle news, events, and headlines to help you get ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com slash newsletter. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.